0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood along the shore. And he spoke to them at length in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path. And birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit a hundred or sixty or thirty fold. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The disciples approached him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? He said to them in reply, Because knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been granted to you, but to them it has not been granted. To anyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. From anyone who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because they look but do not see. And hear, but do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, You shall indeed hear, but not understand. You shall indeed look, but never see. Gross is the heart of this people. They will hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and be converted, and I heal them. But blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. Amen. I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. The seed sown on the path is the one who hears the word of the kingdom without understanding it, and the evil one comes and steals away what was sown in his heart. The seed sown on rocky ground is the one who hears the word and receives it at once with joy, but he has no root and lasts only for a time. When some tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, he immediately falls away. The seed sown among thorns is the one who hears the word, but then worldly anxiety and the lure of riches choke the word and it bears no fruit. But the seed sown on rich soil, is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. The Gospel of the Lord. I don't know about you, but sometimes being a Christian can be rather frustrating. We pray, and we pray, and we pray. And it seems like things don't exactly happen as we would hope that they would. Indeed, as our prayers might ask them to be done. We can work and labor to be able to be freed of sins. To get rid of those vices that we have. Those things that we know that we ought not to do, that we still struggle with. We can wrestle with it for years and years and years. And it seems like we never gain ground. And when that happens within the soul, it can be very, very frustrating. And the devil loves to sneak in just at that moment and say, Look, you've wasted all this time and energy, and for what? You're not doing anything different. You're not getting any better. You're not making any ground. Just give up. Just go your way. In response to that whisper of the evil one, the Lord comes to us today and instead gives us a parable of hope. A parable for us to continue to persevere and hope of the things that God can do within our soul. We have today the parable of the sower. That simple parable, which is still so profound, of how the sower goes and he sows the seeds And it falls on rocks, and it falls on the pathways, they fall in the weeds, and it falls on the good ground. It's an interesting thing. We know that we have lots of farming that takes place in our communities. Many of you are farmers. And while I don't know exactly how things work on your farms to the detail that you would, I'm pretty sure I've never seen any of you intentionally go out and sow seed right in the middle of the pathway that you drive on every day to go check the crops. Likewise, I've never seen any of you plant seeds specifically in the ditch where we know that the parish will come along and spray the weed killer that kills everything it touches. Likewise, if we know that a place isn't going to actually produce any seed, any, any fruits, we don't waste our seed there. Rather, a good farmer would discern where the, where the seed will be profitable. Where is it going to grow best? And to be able to focus in those places, not in the places where the seed will be lost for certainty. But in the gospel, in this parable that Jesus tells us, we see that God is, from a worldly perspective, foolish because God sows seeds everywhere. He throws the seed of the word of God in the good ground, He throws it in the middle of the pathway. He throws it where the rocks are. He throws it in the middle of the weeds. He throws the seed of God everywhere. And it's such a reminder to us that God does not come just to call a certain handful of people that he knows will be faithful. God knows every single one of us. He knows the number of the hairs on our head, the scripture tells us. He knows how we will respond to everything that will ever take place in the course of our life. He knows what will happen with the seed that he gives to us. He knows that many of us will bear good fruit. And many of us will not. And yet, he still sows the seed. He still sows the seeds. He gives generously. Because all of humanity, every single person in this world, is called to know Jesus Christ. Period. Not a handful. Not just the ones that will do it right. Every single person is called to know Jesus Christ. And so God has this foolish hope of planting seeds even where he knows they don't grow. For the sake of being able to know that all are called. Indeed, all of us are called. As the Lord comes after the parable... Presumably, he's going back ashore. And the disciples come up to him and they're asking him for clarification. What exactly did he mean with the parable? It would seem pretty simple to most people at that time, I would guess. But the disciples are trying to make sense of it all still. Why do you speak in parables, Lord? Specifically, what does this one mean? As he describes it, he's describing to them what he is doing. But he also gives them the description of what they also are to do. Again... He's God. And he knows that as he goes out through the course of the countryside, as he goes from Galilee into Jerusalem and all the places in between, he speaks and he teaches. He gives healings. And he does these things to people who want to be healed in body but could care less about the healing of their soul. He listens and he speaks to people and he gives bread to people who desire bread in this world but could care less about the bread of life. And he knows it. And he still gives it. And it could be a point of hopelessness. Then why am I doing all of this labor? Why am I putting forth all of this work when half the crop doesn't even grow? But there's a recognition not to lose hope. Because some of the crop does grow. And for him, that portion, it's enough. It's enough. And so as he's seeing that to himself, he's also preaching it to the disciples. Disciples, my 12, when you go out you will go from city to city, town to town. And you will proclaim the word of God just as I'm doing. And many will look at you and go, that's nice. Go on. (laughs) They could care less. Many will not receive it. Many will receive it and fall away for various reasons. Whether because of the rocks or the weeds. But don't be discouraged. Don't give up. Do not lose hope. Because there will always be good ground. There will always be good ground. So it's a great reminder to be able to have hope. To know that God continues to sow the seeds. That he does so over and over again. And it's a wonderful reminder also to us in the field of our souls that God continues to come to us. Because the simple fact is that God didn't come just once to us. He comes to us over and over and over again. Every week, every day, multiple times a day. To come and to sow the seed of his word within our heart. To speak to us. To give us some encouragement. To give us some grace. Remember those divine spitballs. That they still happen. Those moments where God compels us to do something good. They happen multiple times a day. It's for us to receive them. And that's the simple fact that the difference between soil and soul is not just a letter. Soil can't really do itself. Soil just is as it is unless someone else comes along and changes it. Unless someone else comes along and frees it of the weeds and the the, the rocks that are present. But the human person, we can cooperate with God. We can close our hearts off. We can have the rocks and we can keep them there. Or we can open up. We can remove the rocks from our hearts one by one and allow the good soil to become present where before it wasn't. And what a gift that is. I can tell you as a fact that God has wasted much seed in the soul of Brent Mayer. Much A whole lot of my life has been a hardness of heart, the pathway that wouldn't let anything in. Much of my life is the fervent little spurts of growth that ultimately produce no fruit. There's no depth there. A little quick fervor, a little fire for the Lord for a few weeks and then out. So too also the the rocky ground and the seeds and the, 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 the thorns that come up of how I'm still attached to the world too much. And sometimes the world wins over Christ, even as a priest. And yet, the Lord hasn't given up hope on me. The Lord continues to come to my soul and to sow seeds. He does the same for you. And the task that I have each day, the same as you, is to look into the soil of my soul and to see where does the work need to be done today? Where's the rocks? Where's the weeds? Where's the places where it's so hard that the Lord can't get in because I've tightened it up so much, so deeply compacted that the seed can't even get in? And to look at those places in my heart and to ask for God's help to change. Let's pick up the rock and set it aside. To pull up the roots along with the weed. And when we do that, it can also, again, be frustrating because... The more we pick up stones, it seems like the more stones start to pick up. (laughs) The more stones happen to find their way up to the top of the soil. The more weeds we pull, the quicker they seem to grow. And yet it's a mystery of the Christian life. But the Lord comes to us and he says, Do not give up. Don't lose hope. He hasn't lost hope in us. He continues to come to us, every single one of us. The fruitless and the fruitful. And he sows seeds. He sows the seeds. What a grace. Our Lord has not given up on us. Let us not give up on ourselves. And let us not give up on him. Today in this Mass, think of the stone that needs to be moved. It doesn't have to be big things. One at a time. What's the stone today that needs to be moved to the side of the, to the, side of the field? What's the weed that needs to be plucked up? Again, one small thing. Each day, one small thing, and it counts. What's that thing for us today? And to ask the Lord in the quiet of our heart during this Mass to help us, to give us your strength, to move it, to remove it, to be healed, to be cleansed, so that as the seed of the Lord comes to us through the course of this day, you will indeed find the good soil which bears much fruit.